Welcome to episode four of Entrepreneur Life with me, Joel Campbell, and I am an entrepreneur. I've just uploaded episode two, um, ready, ready to go out on uh, this Sunday, which will be the 3rd of April. Uh, I'm recording episode four now. I like to keep a couple of episodes in the bank, so if I do miss one, I've got that kind of buffer, really. Um, but yeah, I just thought I'd recap very quickly on last week's episode. Is that the best place to start? I don't really know. I mean, this, this entire podcast is all about what's going on, the here and now of how it all unfolds for my business and the things I'm going through week by week and, and how I deal with them. So I was going to reflect on last week's episode, episode three, which is about how entrepreneurs are born and not made or how I believe entrepreneurs are born and not made. But actually, I think I kind of rounded that off quite neatly last week and Funny enough, I was chatting to my counsellor this morning. Um, oh, bombshell, just dropped a bombshell there that, that I go to a counsellor. Um, I do, I'm actually very proud of that fact. I go and see my counsellor every fortnight, so every other week on a Friday, predominantly in the morning, um, I go and, and, and meet my counsellor and I talk about my issues, I guess, my challenges, the ups and downs of my life, my family, my work, you know, just kind of having somebody to chat to that's not, in my world and not in my life makes a huge difference because they're completely neutral in that standpoint and they really help me kind of work through some of the problems that I face and some of the mental health challenges that I have and such like that and, and, I, and I find that really useful really rewarding and I always come out of those sessions a little bit drained but also feeling much much better so so I was having a conversation with him this morning because um, the last few days I've actually been away um, and, I, and I came back to work this morning, I came back to the office this morning, I should say, and I was hit with this real shit kind of just landed on me. And, and that's what this series is about, is I'm gonna pick up the things that happen to me day by day throughout the week, um, and how that kind of affects the business, how I deal with them, and how that's growth. And, and you know, this is entrepreneur life. This is literally that, that, that journey. So I'd always been planning, or I've been planning for a few weeks now, um, to go and to go away for a few days with, with my friends and these are my friends that I grew up with so I am quite happy to say I don't really have many friends um, I'm not a particularly you know I don't have a, a big friendship group what I would say is I've got lots of people I know lots of acquaintances um, some people you know I, I know very very well um, but I've got a very very small cohort of friends that I grew up with that I lived with in, in the village where I live next door to, I should say, in the village where I grew up, and we're extremely close. And there's like five, six of us there, they're the really tight knit group. And we'll go, you know, it's that friendships where we won't see each other for, for you know, possibly a year or so. And we'll chat and stuff like that. We've got a couple of WhatsApp groups, but we won't speak to each other, you know, often face to face. And when we do come back together and get in a room, it is just like, we haven't been apart and it, it's great it's wonderful it's lovely and we just fold back into that mix of when we were kids so so i really like that um and like i said they're a, a really solid base for me i guess and outside of those guys like i said i don't really have a massive friend so i'm okay with that because you know i think entrepreneur life is quite a um is, is quite a lonely i say lonely it's quite a you're out there by yourself quite a lot because our heads work in a certain way and it makes it difficult I think to 
have very, very strong, close friendships with lots of people. Ten to five, we've got a close cohort um, and then lots of people we know, acquaintances. Not necessarily people I pick up the phone and say, hey, do you want a beer with type of stuff. So anyway, so I've been planning to go away with those guys and sure enough, that's what I did. I went away on Monday, we, we rented a cottage um, uh, and, 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 you know, uh, went away and uh, it, it kind of chopped and changed, I guess, because what happened was three of us arrived and then another one turned up and then the next day one left and a different one turned up and then uh, another one left and then one came back and I left. So it kind of chopped and changed how many people were there throughout throughout the week, which was quite nice, or throughout the four days that I was there. Because it just sort of readjusted dynamic. But it meant I got to sort of see everyone, just hang out for a bit and just not really do anything. But um, as a true entrepreneur, I didn't really kind of put work down. I just kind of dipped into it in a different way. Um, and that's fine, I was quite content doing that and it, it worked. And, you know, everyone sort of said to me, oh, you know, get some time off, take some time, take take some downtime, you know, you know take, take that holiday. And I was like, well, that's not what I do. I'm kind of always thinking about kind of what's next. And I'm good with that. I'm okay with that. Some people think that's really sad. Some people think it's really damaging. Some people think it's really dangerous. Um, but I'm all right with that because that's just kind of my life. And, and, and I'm generally like to kind of get to that state ideally of, of happiness and being content. So therefore, I don't feel like I need to relax in quite the same way. Um, plus, it's a bit harder because, you know, I, I do need to keep my eye on the ball. I need to keep an eye on what's going on because, you know, we, we've got 74 staff now, something like that. So, you know, we've got a lot of people that are reliant on us to ensure that the businesses operate and, you know, they get paid and everything moves forwards and stuff like that. So. You know, so I've got a lot of responsibility in that sense, but I'm, I'm all good with that. I enjoy it. I kind of thrive off it, to be honest. So I was away for a few days, dipping in and out of work, nothing major. Um, and I came back in this morning and uh, um, it's April Fool's Day today. It's 1st of April, so it's my daughter's birthday. So I spent some time with her this morning and doing presents and stuff like that. I'm going to go pick her up in about an hour. Um, and uh, yeah, I was chatting with the... Um, uh, I came into work and I uh, had an email and I had an email from our marketing manager. And I can talk about this now because by the time this airs, this will be public knowledge. It'll be across our, our workforce um, and, you know, it might have been out publicly, but it'll certainly be across our workforce. So I can talk about it now. So I had a, a message from our marketing manager um, who's been in post for just over a month. We're just completing our handover today. Um, she's very, very good, um, very, very bright future ahead. Um, really pleased with the progress she made, really pleased that she took the role. Um, and yeah, she's doing some really exciting um, things that are gonna really help our business grow. So I came in this morning, she sent me an email to say, um, uh, I'm handing in my resignation. Please find attached my resignation. Being April Fools, I was like, ha, ha, ha. So I kind of responded saying, ha, ha, yeah, you know, nice one. Now that I've climbed down off the ceiling type of stuff, good joke sort of thing. Um, couple, couple of other comments, nothing nothing major. Um, I was like, we're meeting later, so we, yeah, looking forward to catching up. And she pinged me back to say, no, I'm serious. And at which point, because of the type of character she is, I knew she was serious. I realized she wasn't joking because she wouldn't keep pressing a joke like that. And I went, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then I went, fuck, 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 fuck. And I went through a very quick range of emotions. Um, and that went from, oh, fuck, 
to being really, really angry, to being really pissed off, to being actually quite upset, to feeling relatively betrayed. Um, and then I kind of was able to get past all of those emotions, which were all the emotions about me. Um, you know, I was being angry because I was fucking annoyed because now I'm gonna have to recruit somebody else and it's just a bloody headache and she could be really good and will be really good, but she's bloody throwing it all in. And then I went through being sort of, you know, annoyed because again, I'm gonna have to, you know, I'm gonna have to sort of do more in here and I've just kind of handed it over. I just spent all that time and then I got really pissed off because we spent a couple of years developing this person. And then I got really um, disappointed because I was like, oh, just kind of throwing it all away type of stuff. Um, and then when I was able to stop reacting, once I'd stopped reacting to the news and just take a breath and take a beat and take a minute, I say that quite a lot, take a breath, take a beat, take a minute. And then you don't have to react, you can respond. And I thought about it for a, for a minute or two and I was like, do you know what? If this was a problem with us as a business, she'd have told us, she'd have said something. There must be something else here. There must be a reason why she's doing this. And I thought, okay, do you know what, it's not ideal. And I, you know, I, I, I am sad, but actually she'll be doing this for a reason that is important to her. And I always say that, you know, whilst you're with us on your journey, we will support and develop you as much as we possibly can. And some people will stay with us on their journey for a long time and our journeys will be intertwined and that's brilliant. And sometimes people will leave and they'll separate and they'll go on their own journey elsewhere. And, and you know, I want to be able to support that. And uh, yeah, it was, it was just one of those things that took me a minute to kind of really absorb and become okay with. And then I was able to respond to it and be like, hey, look, do you know what? We're meeting later at two o'clock. Let's have a chat, let's discuss it. And let's go from there. Take a minute whilst I drink some tea. I'm the most professional podcaster in the world, drinking tea. So anyway, so I went off and had my counselling session and I had a, had a conversation with my counsellor and this is where really this episode's gonna come into its own. Because what I said to him was that she was leaving. I didn't really know why. And he said, well, you need to find out why. And I was like, yeah, do you know what I do? But actually it's quite low on my list of priorities as to the reason why. And he challenged that to say, yeah, but what if there's something wrong with your organisation? You need to know that. You're going to want to know that. I said, do you know what? There isn't anything wrong with my organisation. I know it's not us. And he sort of looked at me a bit like, oh, that's a bit fucking cocky. And it was a little bit cocky, but at the same time, it's not. Because I know that... I know this person very well in terms of the, the our um, marketing manager who's leaving. I know I know the way she is. I know if there was a problem, she would tell us. But also, I know the way we operate. Now, we won't be the highest paid organisation in the world because we're still growing, we're still developing, and we're still predominantly in tourism. So it's not the highest paid industry. But it's not bad pay. Um, we're very flexible in terms of working hours. We're very flexible in the sense of you can bring your dog to work. Um, we're very flexible in terms of our approach. You know, my approach as a, as a direct manager is to make sure you've got the tools and the resources and support to do your job. Make sure you're happy doing your job and you know what you're doing. And I just fuck off and let you get on with it. It's your job to do your job. And I'll, I'll get out of the way and I'll just let you do it. I'm not a particularly hands-on kind of manager. I don't like doing that. I, I like to just let you crack on with it. Um, and, and there's loads of support wrapped around what we do. There truly is. Um, I'm not going to go into the ins and outs of it. So I know it's not us. I'm not saying we're perfect. 
And you know, we've got some problems in an organization like every business does, but fundamentally, I knew that we weren't the reason, or I believed we weren't the reason why she was leaving. Um, and it got me kind of thinking that, do you know what, I really dislike the fact that people hand in their notice and that's the first time we know they're leaving, for whatever the reason may be, when they hand in their notice. And I thought, that's not the organisation I want to run and that's not the business that we are running. And, and now I'm going to go through this next journey over the next couple of weeks, because I've, I've got to do it before this episode airs, obviously, of making sure that our culture is that of one that is truly supportive and truly developing of our employees. So the next stage of our employee journey is to, or employer journey, I should say, is to put in place systems, processes, and support networks and frameworks that help our employees find other work should they choose to do so. And I kind of was putting this to my counsellor as I was saying, I was like, I want our organisation, I want people to tell us they're thinking of leaving as soon as they make that decision. I don't want them thinking, like making a decision they're gonna leave. Then going through recruitment and job interviews and getting other jobs and then telling us with four weeks notice, whatever it is. I wanna know right at the beginning. And I want to support our employers because if people decide to leave, I'd have a great issue with that. There's always reasons why. Some people will leave because they hate the organisation. Some will leave for more money other workplaces. Some will leave for career development. You know, some will leave for personal reasons, whatever the thing may be. But I would like us to support that. And I was saying to him that I want people to tell us they're thinking of leaving. And, and his point, and his point is very, very valid. No one's ever going to do that because they'll be scared that you're going to treat them differently or you're going to... Um, you know, management of the organisation, you're going to take roles and responsibilities away. And, you know, people want that security of knowing they're going somewhere else before they do it. And I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm not buying that. I want us to support our employees. So what we're going to do, and I had a chat with Shelley, our employee experience and um, development director. What we're going to do is we're going to put in place processes, which basically, if you decide you want to leave our organisation for whatever reason, you can tell us. Any, any of our businesses that, that, that we own and we're, we're connected to in that sense, that we can, we can make this happen. Because um, we have some businesses where we're very much a minority shareholder and therefore we couldn't, we couldn't affect this change without, without all of the other owners or directors and such. But in the businesses that we can, we are going to put in place a process, a support framework that basically says, if you decide you want to leave, tell us. Tell us as soon as you decide you want to leave and we will support that process. We won't discriminate, we won't um, be difficult, we won't be awkward, we won't get in the way. We will support you through the process. And what that means is we will help you look for other roles. If you say, hey, I want to go and get another job doing something different or doing the same job but for another organisation, we will help you look for those roles because we see recruitment ads all the time because we, we operate in that world or some of our team do. So we will point out ads to you and say, hey, have you thought about this job or this job or this job? And these are that. We will then further support you in terms of CV development. So if you want your CV looked at or checked or updated, then our team will support you with that. And remember, these are guys that see CVs 
all the time, application forms all the time. This is what they do. They have a real skill and a specialty in recruitment. So they know how to write a CV, they know how it should look, they know what employers are looking for, because they do it day in, day out. So we will help you develop your CV to give you the best possible chance of getting the interview. We will obviously write you references and such like that as you need them. And then we will even give you the time off work and it will probably be done in, in either time off in lieu or it'll be done as annual leave or it'll be done as unpaid leave. But we will give you that time off work to go and do interviews. So you don't have to sneak around, pretend you're sick or, you know, take your leave and kind of, you know, tell us it's, it's your birthday or it's your grand's you know, birthday again or your, you know, your, your aunt's seventh birthday of the year. You can just... Be honest with us and take that time to go for the interview and you know we'll wish you the best of luck um, and if you get the role we'll then obviously manage that transition process of you leaving the organization and how we do the handovers and so on and so forth and we'll obviously do all the things we normally do about pay and holiday and everything else and if you want to leave a little bit early if we can accommodate it we will do so that's how we're going to build that piece we're going to fully support staff whether people will tell us or not i don't know and there's a couple of reasons behind this there are two fundamental reasons why I want to do this. One is because I am absolutely fucking deadly serious about supporting our employees. That is our core mantra. One of our you know, three core mantras is our support and development of employees. It's not something I just say to tick a box. It is ingrained into what we do. And I want to support the development of people. Now, if they stay with us for that entire journey, I'm so happy for that. Probably that's gonna make me the happiest. But actually, what I wanna see people do is thrive and do what they enjoy, do what they really want to do. And if that means that they need to go and work for a different organization, because we won't be able to develop everybody the way they want, then I want to support that. And I think that's really, really key. So that's one of the one of the reasons why we're going to put this in place to really support the development of, of our people when they stay with us or when they move on. The second thing is, and I guess you could call this a slightly selfish reason, it supports our organization. Because if someone hands in a notice, so let's take for example, it doesn't really matter what level you're at, whether you've got a one-week notice period, a month notice period, or a three-month notice period, which is more traditional in the senior management teams. If we have to replace you and you hand in your notice, so let's say that's day one, day, day zero, day one, sorry, is you know, your notice period gets handed in. And let's say it's 30 days. For me to replace you for that role, I now have to do a, do a couple of forms internally. It doesn't take me overly long. I have to send them in over to, to Shelley and her department, get them signed off. Fine, I can do that in a couple of hours. Then once that's signed off, that department then has to send it to marketing. Marketing then obviously have to post it in things like, you know, Indeed, LinkedIn, social media, wherever they're going to post it effectively to get that rolled up there. And we'll normally do a two-week application process. So we're then basically, let's say we can get everything done just in the same day. Let's get it done the next day. So day two, we get all the ads up and posted. Then we've got a, a potentially a two-week period with applications coming in. That might be shortened to 10 days. So let's say short to 10 days. So we're now at day 12. Then we've got to do the interview stages. So that's going to happen on day probably 14. So two, three days later, day 14, day 15. So we're now halfway through that notice period. 
we do the interviews, let's say day 15, and we make a decision the next day, and we appoint somebody. So day 17 now, we're very much saying, we'd like you to take this job, perfect. They accept. So we're at day 17 of 30. The chances are very, very likely that person that we just recruited has a notice period of their own at their own job. So they hand in their notice the next day, day 18, in theory, and then they've got to work a four week period. Now it might be their organization allows them out early, which we do sometimes. If we can, we, we will do, that's absolutely fine. Um, we're not trying to hold people prisoner, <laughs> despite being having two prisons. Um, so if that happens, oh, let me just check I'm still recording. Am I still recording? Still recording, sorry, I do apologize. It's because I'm doing it off my phone. I really do need to go and do this in the studio. I'm gonna do that next week. I'll, I'll pop into the studio and do, oh, I'll pop into the studio to do the recording next week. Let me just get that good. Okay, cool. So sorry, so we're now at day 18 and they, they hand in their notice and they're gonna come work for us and that's fine. And let's say their employer allows them to leave early or their employer allows them to leave early. We're talking at least another two to three days before they would start with us. So we're now at day 21, which means we've effectively got nine days left to hand over the work from the employee leaving to the employee coming in. If we're allowing our employee to leave a few days early for the same reason for holiday, we might have a handover period at best of two days, maybe three days. That's a very, very tight handover. And if it's, if it's excelled to three months because it's a senior employee, chances are the person we're recruiting is also a senior employee somewhere else and also has a three month buffer, like a three month notice period. So it doesn't really happen. So by allowing or by encouraging employees to tell us they're thinking of leaving, it will allow us as an organization to start thinking about replacements and recruiting and putting systems in place earlier. So we're not told, hey, I've got another job. Shit, now we need to react very, very quickly and respond very, very quickly. We know it's coming. So we can start putting things in place behind the scenes. And I'm not saying that you hand in your notice and we're gonna start advertising, sorry. I'm not saying you tell us you're thinking of leaving and we start recruiting for your role straight away. That won't happen. What will happen is we will have everything behind the scenes ready to go. So once you do find another job that you want to take, whether that takes a week, a month, three months, whatever it might be from you saying, I'm going to be leaving, to you actually handing in a notice, we've done all that prep work. So the second that your notice is handed in, we can start moving, we've planned. And if there needs to be any restructuring of organizations or departments or anything like that, we can prepare for it. It's not a panic and a rush, because when people do leave, it impacts the entire team. It impacts multiple, in our world, it impacts multiple businesses multiple teams and multiple people. And I want to try and reduce that as much as I can, because for me, it's fine. I, I live and breathe that constant chop, that change the shit in the fan all the time. It's kind of what I thrive off to a point. But majority of our workforce don't. They like some form of consistency and some form of kind of guarantee of that security, not lots of ups and downs, not lots of kind of pressure in that way. And, and, and that's what I want to try and provide them. Um, so that's kind of the two reasons why, why, why I want to do that. And I'm, I'm trying to think of, of, of the third, <laughs> there will be a third. 
um, and here it is, which is if an employee, and this is very appropriate with our, with our, I believe it's appropriate with our marketing manager. If an employee decides to leave, it might be that actually there's a way for them to stay and achieve what they want to achieve. And I'm going to use our marketing manager as an example. I really hope she doesn't hold this against me, but by this point, she's nearly at the end of her notice period, so fuck it. Um, <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, the reason she's leaving is not because of us. She's just basically refocused herself to go, this is what I want from life. And it's not what I thought it I wanted. That's changed. And that's why she's leaving, because the role she's in is a high demand role. It is you know, constant thinking about how things work. And it's a very difficult role to leave at work. It's not saying you can't, but it's very, very hard. And I totally understand why she would struggle with that. Um, so that's why she's moving on. She's going to an organization where she can, you know, take a, a, a slightly different step. It's a different role, which allows her to leave work at work. She can leave it at five and it can stay there until nine o'clock the next day. She's going to work a couple less hours. So it gives her a bit more time. The money is pretty much equivalent. So there's not really a difference there. Um, and, and, you know, that's the reason. And, and I sat there when I spoke to her about it earlier. I just went, Do you know what? I just really don't like the idea of losing you because ultimately you're really fucking good. And even if you don't do this job, I would still love to have you in the organization somewhere. And I kind of put it to her, I said, look, you know, all the things you're telling me, we can create a role like that within our business where we get to keep you because you're great and you've got brilliant skill sets to offer us. But we can reduce your hours down to four days if you want. And we can look at the job that you do and the role that you have to ensure that when you leave work, you leave work at work. And I was like, we can make that happen. I don't know how we make that happen now, but we can do it. And I know we can do it just by discussing it and seeing what she wants. And the trouble was, she's now made her mind up. She's in that position where she's all ready to go. She's handled those in, the hard bit's done. And I was like, I get that. I totally understand why you're now ready to move on because you made that decision. I was like, it's just such a shame you didn't tell me this, you know, when you started thinking about it. Because if I could have captured it at that early stage, that seed planted stage, you're going, so I don't think this is what I want for my life. I want something different. And, you know, I need to adjust my job to fit that. Then I'm pretty confident we'd have been able to make that adjustment. And I'm not saying we'd do it for everybody or we would be able to do it for everybody because you know, some people don't fit the organization and those kind of roles and that adaption. And some people do, and she would. She, you'd be able to put her at anything and she'd be exceptional at it. And we've got lots of people like that, loads and loads and loads. And I just think that's a shame. So that's one of the other reasons. That's the three reasons why I'm gonna change the structure. So to cap it off, that's the end of my podcast because that's 30 minutes in. Um, we're going to put together the, the, the framework for supporting employees as they leave our organization in a much more proactive nature. The aim of this is so when people think about leaving that initial stage is just, I'm actually thinking about leaving. I want them to tell us and I want them to feel confident and secure that that won't change anything about their day to day job. If they say I'm thinking of leaving and it takes a week, a month, three months for them to go, well, they never end up going. 
we will not change the way we treat them at all. It will remain as is. If anything, we'll give them more support. Through that process, we'll help them looking for different jobs they might be interested in. We'll help them with CVs. We'll help them with um, putting references forward. We can even help train them an interview technique to enable them to get their, the job that they would like to get. Um, that will allow us as a business to plan much better, to think about what that future piece looks like without that person or organisation, how we recruit, how we structure, how we fill those roles. It will also allow us to establish that as a company, we're doing everything we can to support, develop, and engage with really good people and with our employees across the board. So that's a big change we're going to have to make in our organisation. I guess this is why I believe this podcast, and, and this will sound a bit egotistical and a bit fucking arrogant, so apologies. That's why I think this podcast is so key, because I listen to lots of podcasts, and what I hear is some amazing stuff, but it's kind of, I've built a business to this point, and this is how I did it, and so on and so forth. That, that's being a little bit, little bit um, condescending, a little bit kind of, rude to some of them because you know i listen to some some great leaders some great business people we take it the difference is that i am structuring and changing our business right now and i'm talking about how we're doing it why we're doing it and what i see that outcome to be so if you're listening to this and you're following this we are making these changes right now you might listen to this a couple of weeks after i've made the decision but you're seeing that change develop and happen pretty live as it goes and that's entrepreneur life um and yeah i'm excited by that so i would love to hear your thoughts if you worked would you tell your employer your boss your company you work for that you're thinking of leaving or would you wait until you had another job and then hand in your notice and if you're doing that how do you manage getting the time off to do your interviews do you call in sick? Do you take holiday? Is it Aunt Janice's, you know, birthday for the seventh time that year? Um, as you know, your grand died for the fifth time that year. What is the process that you take to go to job interviews? And if you came up with a company like ours where we were that supportive, we could and we could ingrain it into our core, and you trust us. So it's not just something we say; it's something we do, we live, and we breathe, and we that's how we operate, and you trust us, would you then tell us that you were thinking of taking another job and allow us to support you? Love to hear your comments on this, I truly would. So message me, Facebook, you know, Instagram, YouTube, whatever the platform, drop me, a, hell, drop me an email um, and let me know, LinkedIn, whatever platform it might be, I would love to hear your opinions on this because I think it's, it's a really interesting subject and it's, Again, putting employees at the forefront of what we do. That's it. Um, so that's the end of episode four. This has been Entrepreneur Life with me, Joel Campbell. And I am an entrepreneur. <laughs>